When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From Decrypt.co, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Axie is now using Chainlink. We're going to talk more about price. And did somebody just pay $82,000 for Bitcoin? Coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Today is Thursday, November 19th, 2020. And I'm in Ohio, as everybody knows. And Michael DeWine, the governor of Ohio, just imposed a 10 o'clock curfew on all of Ohio because of COVID. And to that, I say... Catch me outside. How about that? I'm just half joking. Look, COVID is serious. We didn't handle it properly the first time. We're not handling it properly the second time. And these kind of like half-assed measures that people are putting in is just not only pissing people off, but it just doesn't make sense. Like you're closing down people's businesses at certain times to try to curb COVID. We all know, I think that no matter what political side of the spectrum you are on, if you're on the, the extreme, hey, we should lock everything down, to, hey, let's just open everything up and herd immunity, everybody knows that these little measures like closing your bar at 10 p.m. or making a curfew for everybody is just not going to cut it. Either you're going to do something or you're not. And it's just, I don't know, it's kind of frustrating to see. But what's not frustrating to see is those crypto prices. Here comes the money. All right, so I'm recording this at 2.40 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is in at $17,915, up 0.7% from yesterday. And Bitcoin, I don't know if you've been checking your portfolio or coin market cap like I have for every 20 seconds today. Bitcoin has been dancing around the $18,000 mark. 17 8 and so on just all day up and down dancing around and i don't know about you but it's psychological if it's 179 i'm pissed if it's 18 i'm happy a 100 difference can change my whole mood ethereum is sitting at 472.84 down a half a percent from yesterday litecoin rally 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 82.49 up 12 percent from yesterday and overtaking Chainlink for the number five spot in total market cap Chainlink is sitting at 13.62, up 2.2% from yesterday, and XRP is sitting at 30 cents even, up 3.3% from yesterday. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is breaking that half a trillion dollar mark at 501.2 billion dollars, with a BTC dominance of 66.2%. And I want to continue this price talk. And I want to know what's happening and where it's going. And for that, I'm going to welcome on the managing partner and co-founder of Nexo, Anthony Trenchev. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. You know why you're here. I know why you're here. Everybody knows why you're here because everybody's talking about the same thing. We were just talking about this offline that everyone is talking about the Bitcoin price. Bitcoin is sitting at $17,710. As we're saying this, it probably went up to $18,000 or down to $13,000 by the time we're done with this. What the hell is going on with this Bitcoin price, sir? Well, fundamentals are catching up with the hype around Bitcoin, and it's a curious case. Um, This has been a quiet rally, meaning that uh, predominantly institutional players have been positioning themselves into Bitcoin. You see anyone from Paul Tudor Jones, Stanley Druckenmiller, 
uh, Stone Ridge, MicroStrategy, Square, all those guys coming into crypto. And now that they have amassed their holdings, they're starting to promote the asset. And this also creates a lot of hype for the retail. And at the same time, creates sort of a safe space for other institutions, endowment funds to, you know, not be the first ones to come in in, uh, in crypto and in Bitcoin as institutions. And, you know, uh, sky's the limit. I see new all-time highs by the end of this year. I made a prediction earlier that we'll get to 50K by the end of uh, 2020. While not absolutely unrealistic, I think this will be postponed for the first half of 2021. Right on. So you just said that this created hype, that a lot of people are institutional investors are coming into the space. But I mean, look, they're putting in, you know, 425 million. They're putting in, you know, 50 million. They're putting in 100 million. You know, that all adds up to a couple billion dollars. The market cap of Bitcoin right now is around 330 billion dollars. Where is all this extra money coming from? Because if we're going to see some all time highs or 50K Bitcoin, we're going to have to see damn near one trillion dollar Bitcoin. Absolutely. I really think that uh, market cap of one trillion is absolutely realistic. If Bitcoin is digital gold, and I could argue for hours that it is, you know, at the trillion, we're just like 10% of the market cap of gold. So it is quite realistic. I talked about, you know, the institution coming in, uh, institutions coming in, in stealth mode into crypto and to Bitcoin, but this will create, you know, an avalanche of uh, different institutional, but as well as retail players coming in. And with the you know, expansive monetary policies from the Fed, the ECB, uh, Bank of Japan, and just about any other fiat printing institutions uh, out there. I don't think you can argue against a very strong rally, even from this uh, very high levels of Bitcoin. So just said, merely scratch the surface here. So you said a very strong rally. The rally didn't even start yet is what you're saying. I am saying that we merely have scratched the surface. It's early days and we could very easily, you know, be surprised by how quickly we could see uh, six digits uh, into Bitcoin in pricing. Six digits, that's very bullish. But you know what? Nothing else is moving. We don't see uh, Litecoin moving that much. I mean, of course, yeah, it's, it's almost $80 today. But, you know, we're not gonna, we're not seeing, like, last time Bitcoin was this price, Litecoin was around, you know, uh, 300 bucks. Ethereum was around $1,000. What, what's going on with the rest of the alts? What's going on with the rest of crypto? Is everybody just saying, hey, let's put money into Bitcoin and forget all this other, other well, altcoins? Yeah, I mean, I am very <laughs> slowly but surely converting into a Bitcoin maximalist. Uh, and I, you, you can <laughs> see why. says everybody you coming see, out of the bar, bear market. Yeah. Uh, but no, you can see a whole bunch of different reasons. It's the Lindy effect, the idea that what has been around the longest is bound to be around the longest. You can see that some of the, or pretty much most of the altcoins haven't picked up on the narratives uh, that uh, they had early on 2017, 2018. So, you know, when with institutions coming in, they also invested in a uh, weighted uh, type of um, uh, manner, meaning that they, they invest in the top 10 coins and it's weighted. Like the Bitcoin will always get the most and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. And it's just like the, 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 the pure fundamentals and the reasons to own Bitcoin uh, you know, being the, the 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 most protected, the most cryptographically sound of the currencies, and just all of the reasons that we talk on a daily basis are just strongest with Bitcoin. And you know, 
yeah, that's accounts for it. it's a huge success recently. We always see if if big big green dildo goes up, there's always a big red dildo go down. Last question I have for you today: What will tank the market? You know, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a whale sell off. Somebody's gonna do it. Somebody's gonna drop that price. Do you see that happening? Do you see who? And if you do see that happening, who do you think it would come from? Do you think it's gonna come from the institutionals? Do you think it's gonna come from some whale that's just hodling and we don't even know who the hell it is? I don't think it's going to be institutions. Institutions are just getting started in the hollow game. So obviously there's going to be corrections and this is inevitable. And this is actually one of the good things about Bitcoin and crypto in general. We are allowed to have corrections where the market self-regulates, something we're not seeing uh, the Fed and you know uh, the, the central banks allow in traditional financial markets, which makes them all the more fragile. I would argue that the best thing about crypto, well, not the best thing, but one of the good things about crypto is that there is no safe net. You don't have a player making the whole market fragile. So we should be embracing corrections because this is natural part of free, truly free markets. And obviously we're going to see uh, corrections uh, happening from time to time, but you take Bitcoin on a one-year basis, on a three-year basis, on a five-year basis, on a 10-year basis, it's the best performing uh, asset. The risk, as I've pointed out previously, is you not being invested in Bitcoin rather than being invested and undergoing a mild correction or even a, a harder one. Take the long-term view, you know, close your eyes and get into Bitcoin if you're not already invested. Anthony Trenchoff, co-founder and managing partner at Nexo. Thank you very much for coming on the show and talking Bitcoin price. Thank you so much. Anytime soon again. Crypto Exchange OKX has announced that it will resume withdrawals from November 27th. 2020, following a temporary suspension that began on October 16th. The halt in withdrawals came when the exchange's founder, Xu Ming Sing, was taken away by police. Remember, he was taken for tea. He was taken for tea, everyone. OKX also wants to try to make it up for people who had their cryptocurrency locked in their exchange since October 16th. They released a statement and said, we will be also launching a significant user loyalty reward program to express our deep apologies and our most sincere gratitude to our community. Since the rumors of the OKX's founder's release, OKX token price, OKB, has risen 11%. Did somebody just pay $82,000 for a single Bitcoin? Now, I know that maybe in the future this might be commonplace, but for now, it is not. On Binance, the Bitcoin price hit an all-time high of $82,000 early yesterday morning. See, what happened was Bitcoin was sitting around 16.6, right? And then all of a sudden, it flew past 20K and hit $82,000 and then closed the 60-minute trip at around $16,635. We don't really know what happened here. And it's hard to know for sure. But considering the relative low trading volume during the period of time compared to the absurd price of $82,000 and the fact that crypto Twitter didn't go bananas, everything seems to some kind of error. Now, I'm really wondering if anybody actually bought it at $82,000, anybody sold it at $82,000, and if Binance hasn't made any statements. I haven't heard anything yet. I will keep my ears open. Axum has joined with Chainlink. What does that do? Well, it sets price for all of their goods. Their NFT, I don't know, gaming things, swords and lands and helmets and shields and things like that that people buy and sell in the gaming world. I'm not a gamer. I don't know. But I'm going to talk to Jeff Zerlin. 
the growth lead of Axum. And he's going to tell me all about it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Look, man, you guys are doing interesting stuff. You integrated Chainlink. Also, man, Pokemon, NFT, buy and sell, marketplace. I don't know what, what's going on there. I'm not big, a big gamer, but this is big for crypto. Any, anytime something else from outside is coming in and using blockchain, NFT, and cryptocurrency, I think it's cool, man. Tell me about your company and tell me about what you guys are doing. Yeah, so Axie Infinity is an NFT project built on Ethereum. It's kind of like Pokemon and Tamagotchi. You can battle, collect, and earn different ERC-20 tokens. So Dai, Ave, we just did something with them. You know, I think we're basically, we're starting a play-to-earn revolution, a new type of game. Uh, people are living, working, playing uh, within this ecosystem. We're currently the number one uh, yeah, blockchain game built on Ethereum. Right on. It's cool. So what is play to earn? So let me see here. You play, you earn. How much can you actually earn? Could this be my full-time gig? Could I just quit quit podcasting and, <laughs> and start doing Tamagotchi uh, NFT Pokemons? So basically the way that play to earn works is that, you know, you use these NFTs, you play a game with them and you're able to earn different ERC-20 tokens. So right now, yeah, you're, you're able to, you know, there've been some third party research uh, on this and, you know, you're able to earn between four to $7 an hour uh, just by playing Axie. Uh, so, you know, in the US, you know, that's, you know, that's nice side income. That's a side gig and um, something you can do off hours and just, you know, monetize the time that you usually be just wasting uh, playing games or going off <laughs> Twitter. But in the Philippines and Venezuela, Indonesia, this is a real phenomenon. This is something that's helping people feed their families during the pandemic, during these hard Corona times. So, you know, we, I think, you know, we've seen massive growth from the developing world. And uh, I think this is just the beginning. And, you know, I think it's starting in the developing world. But, you know, uh, with the introduction of our governance token, Axis, AXS, uh, we're looking to really scale this idea of play to earn and, you know, bring it to the entire world. Right. Look, man, you said up to $7 an hour. Look, federal minimum wage for the United States is $7.25. So would I rather sit at home and play uh, play games and earn crypto or go work at McDonald's? I think there's not a big choice there. I would still take the 25 cent pay cut, stay at home. The reason why we're here today, though, is the news that you are teaming up with uh, Chainlink. How is Chainlink integrated and how is that uh, going to work with your company? At Axie, we're always looking to partner with projects that have amazing communities and amazing technology and Chainlink happens to have both. So we just integrated the Chainlink ETH USD uh, decentralized price feed. So that ensures that the prices on our marketplace never go down. Uh, so, you know, formerly we were getting our, you know, the ETH USD price from uh, a single source. If that went down due to a cloud fair, cloud flare problem, right? That you know that can mess up a lot of stuff. So uh, yeah, we we in integrated that ETH USD price feed. That uh, yeah, that'll ensure that you know that price that people are looking at on our on our front end on our marketplace is always correct. The second uh, aspect of the integration is. Uh, basically Chainlink has an RNG solution. So it's like in any game, when you roll something or you open a chest, there's a random element. Uh, and so Chainlink has basically built some uh, provably fair kind of dice roll uh, that you can integrate into different smart contracts. So there are basically really rare axes, you know, have a cap supply. They're, they're only uh, available at the beginning of the game. And uh, they're still basically inability to roll those. It's kind of like a first edition Pokemon booster pack, right? Um, and there, there's still a limited amount of these rolls or packs out there. And, uh, you know, if you get really lucky, 
you know, you could uh, roll something worth potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars. We just saw an Axie sell for 300 ETH. Uh, so basically, yeah, integrating that Chainlink uh, RNG solution, the VRF, the Chainlink VRF, you know, allows that rolling process to be transparent, fair, uh, and auditable. Right on. So 300 ETH is 465000 oh, sorry, $165,000 right now. You said, I just want to clarify one thing that you said there. You said that the price never goes down. Now that means that the price, I mean, the, the marketplace never quits or glitches or something like that. Not meaning that the price doesn't drop. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the price feed, the price feed uh, doesn't, you know, on the go down. Yeah, yeah. Understood. Understood. Jeff Zerling, growth lead at Axie. Thank you very much for coming on and talking to us about your project and good luck in the future. And if I ever stop podcasting, you'll see me there making money. Sure. Thanks for having me, man. Japanese yen going digital. 30 firms are about to test it out. A group consisting of Japan's biggest firms, such as three of the biggest banks, brokerages, and retailers, will engage in a pilot program to issue private and widely accepted digital yen. As Reuters said today, the project will start in 2021. The Japanese biggest banks will also be in charge of issuing the digital currency in the experiments. Other Japanese entities that are not part of the group still might issue their own digital yen. And guys, remember, Japan is not alone in pushing out a digital currency. Lots of banks around the world, actually 80% of the world's central banks are exploring digital currencies for their fiat. And finally, I want to say that this is another anniversary. There's anniversaries everywhere, but this one is kind of important. This is one that will go overlooked usually. And it's the ERC-20's fifth year anniversary. November 19th, 2015, two developers created a token standard that would kickstart this $24 billion industry and growing. Over the years, the ERC-20 standard allowed developers to create hundreds of custom tokens for their projects. Today, the standard is widely used in decentralized finance, NFTs, and so much more. Thank you, ERC-20s, and happy anniversary five years ago today. What would we have done without you? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Remember, we have a Facebook group. We have a Facebook page. It's the Decrypt Daily. Join us. You'll see the videos of the interviews I do. I post them there, and I also post the links to all of the articles that I go over so you can just have a place, a one-stop shop to watch the videos, to click on the links. Don't forget to pop over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, like, and leave us a comment and rate, please. It helps us stay visible. We're coming into this pool. Everybody needs to keep in touch of what's going on. That's why we're here. I'll see you tomorrow in my long-form podcast where I talk to IOHK's and Cardano's Charles Hoskinson, and we're talking collaboration in the blockchain space. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy hodling.